hockey fans, it's time for Board Chat, Impact Media's weekly drive into the attacking zone. We're here to talk all things hockey. I'm your host, Jeremy, the Impact York. Welcome you guys in. We know three of the four conference finalists. The fourth will be determined as we speak because they are in the second period of Seattle at Dallas right now. It is actually scoreless for you listening to this. Uh, it won't be a spoiler alert because you will uh, you will probably know the end before you listen to this show. But either way, we've got so much to talk about. And yes, that game is on here at the studio, so we will find some fun stuff to talk about as we get to it. But first, I want to tell you all the ways you can be a part of this show. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. That is the blanket email for Impact Media. If you email that, uh, there is about a 98% chance it is me that responds. Not sure who else would actually respond, so more than likely it's going to be me. As some of you have determined, you can also find us on Facebook, whether you look up uh, Board Check or Impact Media, you should be able to find us those ways. If you are a person who likes to click on a link and listen to a show, we appreciate you guys just as well. And you can do that a couple ways on Twitter. You can go to at Team Impact Media, which is uh, where you'll find all the shows. You can just scroll down to the appropriate show you want, click on it. Listen as many times as you want. There is no cap. Uh, and also, Board Check is the only show that we have that has its own Twitter. You can go to at Board Check for all things uh, this show, all things hockey, and, of course, some rugby ATL and some rugby stuff because we double up that account. Trust me, fan bases, you guys are a lot have a lot more in common than you realize, so uh, just trust me on that. Uh, you can also follow me for show-related things and uh, not show-related things, just fun things I get into and fun things uh, I think that uh, you guys might like. You can do so by following at TheImpact99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And as always, you can find us anywhere that you find a podcast. And if there is somewhere you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will fix that Accordingly. We're going to talk to playoffs here in a minute. And no, I'm not trying to wait out this game because I I will be done with this. I will be done recording this show before this game goes off. I hope that would be one of the longest board checks we've ever done. Probably the longest show ever. We're not going to do that to you. So let's start with some NHL headlines. And there's a couple. There's some things going on here and there that uh, we, we're going to get into. So let's start here. Uh, Leafs fans can exhale because Austin Matthews says he wants to remain with the Maple Leafs beyond next season. Uh, One of the most exciting players in the league, and he wants to stay in Toronto. He sees what they're building there, and he wants to stay there and and, uh, bring a cup to Toronto. They're they're getting closer. They got out of the first round this year. Uh, Looked like they didn't have much left in the second, but uh, it's always good when your top star says he wants to stick around. The only thing that could really change that then is if the team decides to move on from him, which means they're going to do a complete rebuild overhaul, and it looks like they're nowhere close to that. So, Leafs fans rejoice. 
Austin Matthews hopes to be around a lot longer than just the next couple of years. Um, JT Miller of the uh, Vancouver Canucks recently competed in a U.S. Open golf qualifier. He had his dad as the caddy. And uh, from what I saw, he did pretty good. I think he was even par after nine holes and then uh, didn't have a, a good didn't have a good back nine. Uh, ultimately, he was six over par for a 78, which is still an incredible score. Um, I have shot a 78 before in golf, and then I played the remaining five holes. Golf joke humor for you guys there. Uh, but he ended up tied for 35th. At one time, he was in the top uh, seven or eight on the front nine. And then uh, just didn't have a good background. But like he said, it's fun to compete in something different. It was fun to have his dad out there as his caddy. His dad said it was great getting a bond with him. And he knew him so he could keep him light and everything. And, uh, you know, JT Miller's played for half a dozen different teams. Uh, all He's just a really, really good dude, a really good player. So, uh, it's cool to see when they, they branch out and do things, you know, like golf tournaments, and and you get to see the other sides of them. A lot of them play golf. A lot of them do different stuff. But you just never get to see that. But uh, good luck, JT Miller, in case he tries another qualifier or if he just wants to beat his friends at golf. Uh, Tevu Teravainen is expected to return for the Eastern Conference Final. Uh-oh, Panthers. He's rested, he's healed up, he's healthy. That's that's only going to make the Hurricanes. They've just added another cannon to the ship. They've added another cannon to the ship because Tebu Teravainen is arguably at times one of their best players. And uh, the fact that he's going to be back in time for the Eastern Conference Final, look out. He's going to be looking to catch up in the score sheet faster than than anybody. Uh, but that's going to be a good series. We'll talk about that here in a minute. And let's see. There was one other. Um, there was something I thought. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it anymore. Um, no, don't see the other story. But so there's the NHL headlines, or at least the ones that I thought were uh, pretty good, pretty entertaining. So let's talk some playoff hockey. Let's start. Uh, by the way, the Eastern Conference ain't playing around. Let's start with the Hurricanes, since they are a team we regularly cover on here. For people new to the show. We tend to, uh, we do some national coverage with some NHL headlines. We will talk about the Hurricanes and the Predators, as they are the closest NHL teams to here. We're out of the Atlanta market. Uh, We talk about the Atlanta Gladiators, the local team, the ECHL affiliate of the Arizona Coyotes. And we also talk KSU hockey and uh, do some really fun things with them that uh, hopefully this summer we will tell you a little more about. So let's talk Hurricanes. Uh, when last we spoke, 
they were up two to one. They had won game one, won game two, and uh, they lost game three. Well, game four comes about. They, they're still in New Jersey for that one, and the Hurricanes put a six spot on the board for the Devils one. Go, uh, I believe first goal of maybe the playoffs, this year's playoffs, for my spirit animal, Brent Burns. Uh, Brett Pesci had a goal. Jordan Martinook, who might be the hottest scorer in the playoffs at the moment. Jesper Faust and uh, Marty Natchez, who was right behind Martinook, had a double. Frederick Anderson, who is smoking hot at the right time, had 21 saves in the victory there. The lone goal for the Devils came from Jack Hughes. Of course it did. I mean, you want your top player to score, right? Uh, Timo Meyer had an assist on there as well. Yeah, it was just those two. Uh, Vanasek had 12 saves while letting five go past him. And Schmidt came in and allowed another goal as he had 11 saves in 12 shots there. So it's at that point, it's 3-1 to one Hurricanes. It comes back to Carolina. This thing goes all the way to overtime. This goes to overtime. And finally, in overtime, who was it? Jesper Foss. Seven minutes and nine seconds into overtime. It was a deflection power play goal for Jesper Faust to end the series and push Carolina into the Eastern Conference Finals. Goals also by Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns for Carolina. Uh, Timu Meyer and uh, Mercer for the Devils. Schmid stopped 36 of 39 shots. And Frederick Anderson had 27 saves and 29 shots in the win. So uh, that was as of Thursday. So they have not played since last Thursday. A little bit of a rest. But they move on. And Cat's already out of the bag. I told you guys. The Panthers advanced as they want uh, as we let's see it was three zero panthers when we last spoke uh game four as predicted the maple leafs find a way to win that one they, they have to avoid the sweep they win that one two to one your goals by mitch marner and william nylander Wall come in for 24 saves and 25 shots. Joseph Wall, he did a pretty good job. Probably didn't expect to play much this series, but things happened, and uh, he ended up being pretty solid. For the Panthers, you had Sam Reinhart with the lone goal for them, and Bobrovsky stopped 23 of 25 shots. Well, then that means the series shifted back to Toronto, where the Maple Leafs take it all the way to overtime. How did we get to overtime? Well, Aaron Ekblad scored for Florida. Then uh, Verhaeg made it 2 to nothing. In the second period, Riley cuts the lead in half. And in the third period, William Nylander, uh, with about five minutes to go, four and a half minutes or so, 
to go in the game ties it up and in overtime in overtime it is Nick Cousins with your overtime winner for the Florida Panthers they win the series 4 to 1 just like Carolina did uh that wrister was a good bit into overtime. It was like 15 minutes in. That was uh, we weren't sure if it was, what this was going to go to. Uh, before the Panthers, uh, Bob Rovsky had 50 saves in 52 attempts. He was just on it, and Wall ended up with 40 saves in 43 attempts. So let's go to the Maple Leafs real quick. They get out of the first round, and then they practically get their caboose handed to them in round two by a surging Florida team. It's not just that maybe Toronto spent everything they could making the playoffs and winning the first round. The Panthers might be the hottest team in the playoffs and they have all the momentum. They're riding all the momentum. It's going to be a a really, really tough series with Carolina. But for the Maple Leafs, it's good. You know that Austin Matthews wants to stick around. Uh, majority of the players you acquired uh, are probably going to stick around. If not, uh, you're going to have a similar team next year. I I don't know that I can blame the goaltending this year. I think it just had to do with when you needed goals, you just couldn't get the offensive production. So maybe you have to address that somehow. Maybe it's a shift to the lines shake up of the lines. Maybe it's uh, you got to move a couple people around. Maybe to other cities. But uh, either way, I think the the Leafs will rebound. We'll see them back in the playoffs next year as well. But for the Panthers, they are this this was a discussion I was just having with uh, with John here at at, uh, Impact Media that the Florida Panthers are sometimes considered one of those teams that are kind of the redheaded stepchild of the league. And for people who don't get that reference, uh, South Florida is not the world's biggest hockey market. Uh, It's good when the Panthers do really well like this, but, you know, ratings-wise, fan base-wise, it's kind of like the Jaguars in the NFL. It's weird that they're not that far apart. Uh, they have an incredible fan base. I can speak. I've been to Jaguar a Jaguar game. I've uh, been to a Tebow rally. I've been down there with uh, the most rabid tailgate groups there are, and uh, and uh, it's it's incredible. Just a great time. But the Jacksonville fan base is not super big. It's not their fault. Uh, Jacksonville is not a real big place. It's a nice city. But, uh, you know, South Florida, where the Panthers play, is is in the same uh, boat. So a lot of times, a lot of times you get, uh, you know, I would say them. I would say maybe sometimes Calgary. Uh, San Jose has had issues before they rebounded. L.A. has had issues before, but they rebounded. One time Atlanta could have been considered one of those. That It didn't matter how big the market actually was. It came down to what do they do ratings-wise, what do they do fan-base-wise. So when they're at a national series like this, they're oftentimes overlooked 
because they just they don't get the coverage of other teams. You know, here in Atlanta, a lot of people complain that the Braves don't make Sports Center very often unless it's bad. It's it's similar with the Panthers. Uh, most of the time, shows don't go out of their way to tell you about the Florida Panthers unless it was something crazy or bizarre. But I wish the Panthers the best. Them versus Carolina. Obviously, our rooting interest here on the show is going to be with the Hurricanes. But uh, this is going to be a really, really good series. Florida didn't backdoor their way in to these two series wins. They have have done a good job of dominating on the boards. Their forecheck, uh, chipping in pucks when they need to, just keeping the intensity and the aggression up, and they were rewarded with a Eastern Conference Finals berth. How uh, how incredible is that? How incredible is that? So it's going to be Carolina. On one side, it's going to be Florida. On the other, if I'm not mistaken, that is the one seed and the six seed. Welcome to hockey, folks. So let's go to the West. And in the West, let's start with Vegas and Edmonton. When we last spoke, it was one-to-one. Golden Knights had won game one. Uh, game two went to the Oilers. So we go to game three. And Golden Knights put five on the board. They nickel up, score five times more than Edmonton does. They win that one five to one, which this this whole series has been lopsided and bizarre like that. Uh, Zach Whitecloud, Jack Eichel, uh, Stevenson, and actually Jonathan Marshall show. Had uh, a double in that one. Uh, Bruchois was in till he got injured. And they brought in Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill has kind of emerged as um, maybe one of the next really good goaltenders. He's he's come in in a pinch. His backup is is uh, Jonathan Quick. Uh, what a great transaction that was to add him now that you needed that depth uh until we know what's wrong with bruce wall we know it's a lower body injury i don't have any more information than you guys do on it i got feelers out but at the moment uh it looks like it is aiden hill's time to shine and we'll get more into him as we go through the series there uh but jonathan quick has made some statements too that that's the way both of them have prepared was as though in case something happens whenever they're called on they are ready to go and uh and looks like hill uh is definitely that for the oilers lone goal was by uh warren fogel the former carolina hurricane by the way and uh Skinner gave up four goals, but had 19 saves. And Jack Campbell in spot pickup duty uh, only let one go past. He had nine saves in 10 opportunities. So that made it two to one Golden Knights. Go to game four. Like I said, all right, this is so crazy. Game one, six to four Golden Knights. Game two, five to one Oilers. Game three, five to one Golden Knights. Game four, four to one Oilers. Uh, Bouchard, Eckholm, shout out to the former 
Predator there, Ekholm, Matthias Ekholm. Uh, they had goals, so did Bjergstad and uh, the Nuge, Ryan Nuge Hopkins. Skinner had 25 saves in 26 shots. Skinner, by the way, he's a rookie this year. Not, oh, he played a little last year. No, he's a straight-up rookie. He is one that, uh, you know, all the, the top name, a lot of the top name goalies and the ones that are going to be finalists for all the awards this year, they got sent home early. It's all these young kids that have been shining here lately. Well, Bob Rowski, too. But uh, fantastic job by him. The lone goal for the Golden Knights was Nicholas Waugh. And uh, Aiden Hill had 29 saves in 33 shots. So we're 2-2 two, two through 4. We go to game 5. Finally, we get a little more of a normal game. 4-3 to three Golden Knights for the Oilers. Zach Hyman the former Toronto star, had a goal, and Connor McDavid had a double. Skinner had 18 saves in 22 shots, and Jack Campbell came in uh, and stopped all nine shots that he saw. For the Golden Knights, Jack Eichel had a goal. Nicholas Haig had a goal. Ryan Smith had a goal. And Mark Stone, the ageless wonder captain. Oh, captain, my captain, Mark Stone. Had a uh, butamous goal. Aiden Hill, 32 saves in 35 total shots. So now we're three to two. We go to game six. And the Golden Knights decide we're not playing a game seven. They put five on the board and only give up two from the Oilers. Those five were Ryan Smith, William Carlson, and a second period natural hat trick for March or so. Yep, he scored three all by himself, no empty netters in the second period, and that pretty much put the game away. He basically he beat the Oilers three to two. The other two goals were just just cake at that point. Aiden Hill, thirty-eight saves in the uh, clincher for the Oilers. William Fogle or Warren Fogle rather, and Connor McDavid. Uh, when you rely on just a couple people to score all the time, when those people aren't scoring. You usually don't win. It's the equivalent for baseball fans of when the Yankees tried to have all home run hitters, and then when they all stopped hitting at the same time, the Yankees never scored any runs and lost a bunch of games. you got to balance. You can't have just a handful of people scoring all your points. But uh, like I said, Fogle and McDavid with the goals in that one. Skinner with 13 saves. Uh, he did give up four of the goals, and Jack Campbell had four saves in kind of mop-up duty. So we've got, all right, let's say the Oilers. The Oilers are a slightly better version of the Anaheim Angels. You have two of the biggest stars in your sport, and uh, you can't quite get deep enough into the playoffs to really feature them on a a national level. You just can't. It's unfortunate, but you just, when you have Leon Dreisaitl and you have Conor McDavid, not to mention Nuge, the Nuge Hopkins, you got Zach Hyman, uh, Warren Fogle, all these guys that were mentioned, and you're, you're, 
you're the Maple Leafs. You got a stacked team, and you just can't make a deep run to feature your guys, uh, which would deeply help the sport along with your team. But the Oilers will rebound. They'll make a couple. You know, everybody's got some more experience now. They'll make a couple roster moves, but uh, the Oilers will be back. Move to the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights had to battle out pretty good. Now, luckily, their final game was yesterday, so they will watch game. Um, they'll watch game seven tonight. I think their series. I think the Eastern Conference may start tomorrow. And the Western Conference will more than likely start Wednesday. If I'm off by a day, then the East will be Wednesday and the West will be Thursday. And they will alternate until we have Stanley Cup finals. And we will talk about that series now. But the Golden Knights, they have continued to build on their success, their early success. They had a little bit of a dip after, after kind of like a roller coaster. They started off, went way up the hill come down back to earth a little bit, and have rebounded into uh, just a, a wave. They send multiple waves of talent and lines at you, and it's it's so hard to stop it because they just have waves of people that can score, and they have fantastic goalies. Their number one goalie goes out. They bring in an unproven youngster. They've got Jonathan Quick backing him up. Uh, that's... It's just a funky enough story if Broussois ends up not being able to finish the year, not be able to come back. Uh, it, it's just a funky enough story to where they might just win the cup with a young backup goalie and uh, an aging veteran who they picked up at the trade deadline off the scrap heap. Uh, just the Golden Knights, as I, they are the opposite of the Panthers and probably San Jose and probably Calgary, definitely Arizona, where uh, when you're so geographically isolated, sometimes, like I said, you're you're on the national scale. You just don't ring the bell like some of the other ones. Well, Vegas always does, not to mention uh, a flashy, uh, fun Vegas team that, that uh, has a great look. And they're Vegas. People are always paying attention to Vegas teams. That's why I... That's why the Raiders move there. That's why the A's might move there. It's it's just a bigger market, more eyeballs. So lastly, we get to the Stars and the Kraken, Kraken who are in Game 7, as I said. Uh, Dallas just scored a goal towards the end of the second, as we currently speak, if you're keeping up with me. Also... Uh, when we last spoke, it was two to one Kraken. Kraken. I think you say either. I'm going to say Kraken. Uh, it moved us to game number four, where actually Dallas scored uh, twice as much as Seattle. Six to three is your final. Jamie Benn, Joe Pavelski, the Aces Wonder. Max Domi had a double. Uh, Rube Hintz. It's been a big factor tonight. And Thomas Harley all had goals in that one. Ottinger, six, only 16 saves and 19 shots. That's uh, that's a lot of good defense, guys. And three goals from Seattle came from 
Uh, Larson and Schwartz had the other two on his own. Grubauer had 17 saves, and uh, Martin Jones came in and made uh, the last two saves of that game. So at that point, we are 2-2 all square. We go to game number five. The Stars decided to take that one as well, 5-2. The Kraken have uh, Larson and McCann, who have the goals. Grubauer with 16 saves and 20 uh, shots. And for Dallas, it was uh, Foxa, Pavelski, Hence had two, and uh, Wyatt Johnson had the other goal for them. Ottinger, 29 saves in 30 one shots. We go to game number six. Well, if we're in game number seven, we know that the Kraken won this one. Your stars goals, it was six to three. Uh, Pavelski, who proceed, I think he's just going to score every game, uh, which means if he didn't score the first goal a while ago, he'd probably score in a minute. Uh, Kivaranta and uh, uh, Marshmon had the goals for Dallas. Wedgwood had nine saves in 10 shots, and Ottinger 14 out of 18. The Kraken goals, I know I'm just going back and forth with that now. Uh, Jordan Eberle had two goals. Uh, Beniers had one. Uh, Tolvanen had one. Yanni Gord and uh, Carty had the other one. Grubauer, 20 saves in 23 attempts. Grubauer is, is pretty much a veteran and uh, could really, really be the game changer here. Why don't we actually find out who scored the goal? It was Rupe Hintz. It was Hintz who had the uh, slapper. As uh, they are now in the second intermission for those keeping up. Uh, Grubauer has 18 saves and 19 shots. And Ottinger is 15 for 15. Uh, I am still pulling for Seattle. I think Seattle versus Vegas would be a ratings boost. The Dallas market is a good market. It's definitely not one of those ones I was talking about. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm okay with the teams that are in this, and not just because one of the ones we do with the team, are, you know, right here at Impact Media are on there. Not just because Carolina's on there. But Carolina, Florida, Florida's going to get put on the map if they play well in this. And Carolina is, you know, the heavyweight who's coming in as the big favorite because they're the number one seed. A lot of people expect them to be in the final. They expect themselves to be in the final. On the other side, you got the Golden Knights, who are the number one seed. Um, I would like to see them against Seattle. If it ends up being Dallas, I think that's just as good a series. With Dallas and Vegas, it'll be a lot more physical. If it is Seattle and Vegas, it will be a lot more finesse and speed and probably high scoring. But other than that, Stanley Cup playoffs are the most exciting thing in the history of the world, in my opinion. And uh, hopefully you're watching. Uh, I have had family members, including uh, my brother and his fiance, and uh, also my mom and dad, who live in another state even, who have uh, either asked me when a game is on, when a certain game is on, or what channel, because they're trying to watch it at uh, wherever they're at. Uh, that just that makes me feel good that I have turned so many people into hockey fans. And uh, if you're listening to this show, you must be a big hockey fan. So we definitely appreciate it. Everybody else appreciates it. This is one of the greatest, most purest, fun sports 
the game of hockey really is just something else. And uh, instead of something else, we don't have anything else. We are out of things to talk about this week. Appreciate all you guys tuning in to another great edition of Board Check. I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week, probably halfway through the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know. Maybe I do a special show, or not through the finals, halfway through the uh, conference finals. Maybe maybe we do a special video or show if uh, some other things develop or if those if those uh, series go really fast. But other than that, we will see you guys next week. Go Canes. Go Glads. Go Owls. Go Preds. Go watch hockey. See you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. And the players pop and the